Welcome back to a brand new episode of Full Mill RPG. Today we got something real special. This is an actual play podcast uh, featuring me, Brennan Carrion, and my homie, Richard. What up, playa? Not much, man. We've got co host Gabe. Gabe's here. How you doing, bud? Am I, am I mute? I'm getting used to Zoom. Okay, no, it says I'm on mute. <laughs> I'm doing great, dude. I got a chance to play with some of our uh, awesome listeners last night. I had an amazing time playing, and now I am super stoked to roll dice myself because I awesome. can't just DM one night and then not play the next. Oh, it's yeah. Like peanut butter uh, and jelly. I got to have both. For real. And we also got a very special guest, podcast favorite, Christopher Great. What up, man? So nice to be here. Hello. Welcome, welcome back to the show, dude. It's been a Thank long you. time since we've seen you. It's been way too long. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, all things considered for sure. But even before that, it had been a hot minute. So um, you've been real busy since last time uh, I saw you. I think last time I saw you, Great American Novel had it was about to come out or had just come out. And since then, you have uh, Great American Witch. And then um, you've got like a kind of can't remember the name of it unfortunately because i'm a bad podcast host but um kind of like a <laughs> like a, uh, a swashbuckler pulp kind of thing on kickstarter yeah. yeah an indiana jones game on year zero um called temples and tombs it has both we have both temples and also tombs awesome awesome can't have one without the other yeah. uh and uh you actually dropped something on our discord the other day saying that you were uh doing some kind of work in the fantasy space which i suspect you were you were kind of cagey about that so i suspect you're probably not going to mention that here but but you are doing some work yes i'm really excited about this project i um no, i can't talk about it though because it's not fleshed out and what if you know what if i can't yeah. deliver you know no, I, t- I totally understand. Uh, but it is a fantasy heartbreaker, my first. Oh, <laughs> well, as we all know, mm, fantasy heartbreakers, there's nothing quite like them. So uh, today we're actually gathering to play some uh, Rot Marches, which is uh, our uh, official Full Metal RPG Mork Borg West Marches campaign. <laughs> yeah, let's let's all put our books in front of our so faces. Up. Yeah, we're going to we're going <laughs> to uh, one of these books is going to get burned at yeah, some point. That's um, right. <clears throat> and uh, probably mine. And um, and yeah. So uh, on our Discord channel uh, for our patrons, I just I just felt like we needed something to make our patrons' lives like kind of like worth uh, the 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 uh, contribution that they were making. You know, um, we run this show, and we have a lot of patrons who are just incredibly altruistic people. And they pledge us a lot of money to keep the show going, and I just. I just felt so terrible taking the money every, every, uh, every month. Like I just, I'm just one of those kinds of guys. I just, I like business. I'm not good at business. I'm better at art than at business. And so I was like, I got to give something back to these people who like, really like they come to the show and they just become our friends. You know what I'm saying? I want to give something back to my friends. I want that cycle to continue of, of, of giving, you know? And so we set up the Morkborg West Marches campaign. And so we're doing like a, right now we're at the pledge level. We're doing like a once a month thing where we're getting a um, content developer to come on the show, play some Morkborg with us. And Chris, you are the first man. Thank you for That's coming awesome. on. That's awesome. I didn't know I was the first. I thought this was just, Oh yeah, you could get Chris on, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. This is new. This is new, numero uno. This is numero. That's great. So, uh, so now we're gonna play a little bit of Mork Borg, and um, I don't know. Uh, I, I have this feeling like we might be running kind of short because Gabe, did we mention that you were quitting at one? Did we mention that? 
I'm good to go whenever. I didn't necessarily say one, 11, 12, one, two. I'm good with like for like three. Okay, great. So we, I think we'll have time to get through the dungeon that I prepared. Um, uh, but, uh, we won't, we won't belabor it. The, the, uh, West Marches, if you're not familiar with the West, Mar- West Marches campaign style, what it requires is a town from which the player characters, um, sally forth and they explore the landscape around them. So, um, in our game, the, uh, characters all inhabit a place called the Alabaster City which is being used as a penal colony after um, a long and bloody generational conflict. Um, the area around the Alabaster City has been essentially like blasted by magical war for decades and generations, as long as anybody can remember. So um, the characters, in order to like pay off various crimes that they've committed in their homeland, have been brought to the Alabaster City to tame the environment that surrounds it. Um, and uh, because we're playing more Borg, uh, that environment is uh, unrelentingly hostile to their um, continued existence. So um, we've played a couple sessions. Uh, I've played one. I ran one. Um, Gabe ran one last night. This is technically session three of our West Marches campaign. If you would like to be involved, then we have lots of opportunities on our Discord. We have uh, we have four GMs playing in American time zones. We have one GM running for GMT time zones. Uh, a pledge of one dollar gets you access to a entire Discord server for us to run games, plus all the patron-level content that you get for, for pledging Full Mill RPG, and it really helps out Full Mill RPG. And even, you know, like right now, I was saying we should try to have, like, f- you know, four players in these games, and uh, a couple of Full Mill RPG hosts couldn't make it. You know, we could easily slot in a patron, no problem, to come play with, say, like a developer like Chris Gray. So if you're a fan of Chris Gray's work and you want to play games with guys like Chris Gray, we've talked to some other people. Mark D.S. Truman is going to come on the show at some point. Uh, Chris and uh, 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 his co-hosts from uh, uh, Darker Days Radio. For some reason, I was having a hard, words, hard time saying the word Mike. Chris and Mike from Darker Days Radio are going to be coming on at some point. So um, if, if you're fans of these people's work, then you can come on and play fucking more work with them. Anyway, so <clears throat> enough enough pitching from Brendan, enough shilling. Um, let's get to playing Mork Borg. What do you say? Yeah. I'm All in. Right. Killer. Killer. All right. So uh, everybody has a character. Is that right? That's right. Yep. Wonderful. Wonderful. Everybody's character is ready to rock. Nice. Um, let's go ahead and uh, introduce our characters. Um, I'd like to kind of just hear about who it is that we have here. Uh, so let's go ahead and start with our guest, Chris. Um, if you want to tell us your character's name and um, kind of what your class is and like what you do, um, that's always helpful to me because I haven't, I haven't seen these characters at all yet. It's as much a surprise to me as it is to anybody. So uh, lay it on me, man. I am Brinta. I was imprisoned for speaking the truth <laughs> taken at the odd hours of the night thrown onto a ship and taken afar into this place they call me heretical but in fact I am the only honest living member of this forsaken and doomed world wow nice nice um 
what class did you get from your from your character? Heretical priest. Heretical priest. The class. Yeah. And then, um, did, did they give you like a weapon? <laughs> did you get a weapon? I have a, I have a, let's see. Uh, yeah, I have a knife. A knife. Um, and you know, a small but vicious dog, which could count oh, as a weapon. Yeah. Cool. Cool. His name right. is Isolation. Is it really? <laughs> nice. Fucking hell of this game. <laughs> All right, great. Um, uh, Richard, why don't we go ahead and hear from you, man? I'm Gutfin. Uh, I am a gutterborn scum. I am small, and I carry a sword that looks like a claymore on my back. <laughs> Cover and I reach for it with my sore-covered hands. And I have this constant and persistent cough and sneeze and whine and just and the reason that I am here is for a, a minor theft. I was given eight years for coughing in a magistrate's courtroom. Awesome. Awesome. Um, awesome. Great. Uh, Gabe. I am Erm. I am an esoteric hermit and I basically thrive in chaos um, shunned for essentially wanting to practice the darker magics and the darker side of life. Um, I essentially have my own creepy cave where I do my own rituals that people aren't necessarily comfortable around. Uh, I have a short sword. And I have outfitted it with, instead of a normal short sword hilt, I decided to fit it with the hand of someone that crossed paths with me that I uh, didn't really like what they said. So it's kind of an omen to anybody, uh, don't cross the, paths with me. So wait, what is made of, is made of a hand? Imagine a sword instead of a hilt, oh. it's a human hand. Oh wow, that's disturbing. So you like shake hands with your sword? Yeah, you can say that, or okay. just grab it by the wrist. All right. Um, I came up with it last night. I thought it sounded cool as fuck. So oh, yeah. You're going to roll with it. It's kind of it's got a forearm yeah, still. Yeah, there okay, you go. so you're like grabbing the forearm. Okay, that, yeah. that makes sense. Kind of like this, you know? <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, Chris, uh, do you know what house your services are um, are owned by? Uh, I, I do, um, but I didn't put them. Oh, here we go. Um, house Electric. Ooh, cool. Okay, and then Richard, uh, I I have a large uh, iron collar around my neck at all times from uh, House. Uh, it starts with a D. Destrier. Destrier. Yeah, I didn't know how to pronounce it, so I'm going to let let you do that. <laughs> and then uh, Gabe, House Zizix, Notorious Sadists, is what I got. Nice. Is that what you're asking for? All right. Um, so now I'm going to go ahead, and because whenever we run one of these sessions, you got to run, you got to see when will this agony end. And so we're going to um, roll for doom. Roll on the the calendar of Mithrubia, and nothing happens. All right. Cool. Uh, and then um, let's see. Let's see here, Gabe. Uh, where is my Gabe, where is my uh, my my rot marches pack? You should definitely know. Me? No. Me. <laughs> well, I do. 
I'm being I'm being uh, I'm being uh, uh, ironical. Uh, um, all right. Okay, so now um, the first time I ran for a group, uh, I um, I kind of made the game sort of like a little bit of a travel log, and it was just like a lot of because I, I kind of feel like West Marches gives you an opportunity to do like a lot of kind of Lord of the Ringsy like wandering around in forests and stuff. But um, I wanted this 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 session to be a little bit more focused on uh, the. Uh, the uh, um, the dungeon. So I have a little dungeon that I wrote for, wrote it for you guys. I don't know how long it's going to take to play. We'll see entirely how long it takes to play by playing it. And um, and uh, we're gonna kind of we're gonna kind of jump to in media race on this one. Um, <clears throat> you guys were uh, gathered up in the night from uh the uh the Warren in which you uh, make your shanties in uh, the district of the Alabaster City known as Dog's Ass. And uh, you were roused by pain tamer ogres who, who pulled you from your beds as the um, dawn light uh, 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 was, was, was uh, cresting over the horizon. And you were taken to a uh, stable um, by uh, a pain tamer um, carrying the colors of House Proctor. House Proctor has uh, is 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 a is a house known for its kind of like um, strangely almost sort of like fey uh, nobility, and their 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 color is actually like dishwater gray. So this um, this ogre had tied around its wrist a uh, long cloth. Uh, dyed gray but stained at the edges with filth and uh when uh brinta and gotvin arrived um they found erm his uh hand uh 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 bound to a um uh anvil by leather cords and uh a house proctor um uh blacksmith was branding the inside of his forearm uh saying uh your contract's been bought out you'll serve how zizix no more you are now you are now a proctor man and he lowered the white hot anvil onto the inside of your arm Ugh. um uh you were you were told uh uh about an area an area far from here a, a, a few days march if you if you march um, uh, uh, solidly, and you stay on the path, and you know, and you and, and, and you remain committed to your to your destination. A, a simple two days march would get you to a the borders of a strange festering swamp. Now, it has come to the uh, attention of the inner circle of House Proctor that within this swamp is a strange tower. No, no one has seen the tower, but House Proctor knows that it is there. They know this because they have dreamed it. They have, each of them, in the night, suffered from the same 
sort of fugish dream that through the mists of the swamp they see rising up the silhouette of a tower in the distance and circling above its um its pinnacle they see a sky thick with ravens why have they seen this vision why has it been shared with them they don't know but fortunately they have loyal dregs such as you to uh go forth and to find it for them and to tell them what's in it so um so so as the game begins you find yourself having marched for two days at the edge of the at the edge of the swamp um these trees kind of like bow before you hanging heavy uh it's uh the trunks of them are black and sort of sodden as the ground beneath your feet uh, is thick with mud and trampled grass and moss. Uh, a strange stillness is in the air. You can hear you can hear kind of in the distance the sound of insects chittering and toads croaking, but otherwise there is a calm here. Um, the place, the place stinks of fetid standing water. Uh, beginning with, uh, uh, Brinta, could you describe your character, please? Can you tell us what we see when we see Brinta? He seems like he hasn't had a decent meal in months. Um, very, very poor can stint conditions. He is gaunt, pale, um, he has uh, crystal blue eyes. It's really his only defining feature. Everything else is graggly and malnourished. Um, and he just wears the, prost, the, the, the priest robes that he's always worn that, from another society that are all tattered and unwashed. Cool, cool. Uh, Gotvin, when, when the other members of your party look at you, what do they see? You see a, a small... Uh, you can't really determine the age, but the eyes are so cruel and worried. Their hands are uh, caked with sores, and their greasy black hair falls down upon their leather leather jerkin next to a, a what on a normal man would be uh, a sword of small to average size. Looks like a uh, a, a two-handed. Uh, Bad, long, you know, looks like a Swihander for uh, for him, and <laughs> always, always just like ever snorting and coughing and hacking and just kind of disgusting in in many ways. So. Awesome, awesome. Uh, and Erm, uh, your party when they when they look upon you, what do they see? Um. Uh... So you basically see um, the only piece of his actual body, I guess I should say, is uh, the only the only human part you can see is basically from the top of his nose up as he wears uh, kind of like a very form-fitting black robe. Um, you can see his eyes, but they have been caked with just filth and dirt. Uh, almost kind of like a smear across his face. It would be very comparable to like if someone was to take black makeup and just kind of wipe it across your face. Um, but he wears his hood up. He's got a, a face covering that is part of his hood. 
And again, this robe is black and form fitting. And when it finally reaches his hand, he's kind of got these gloves that he's also outfitted um, in a not actual practical way, but it's almost like a stylistic way of like um, kind of like Raven's claws. And uh, he wears simple, just regular cloth slippers. Um, and because of his traveling and all of this, they are just ripe with filth. Uh, going near him, you can definitely tell that he's an unclean person uh, due to his smell and whatnot. But uh, overall, he has been relatively calm and quiet and just kind of focused um, for the duration of this trip. Kind of All right. holding on to the brand that he now has. So. Yeah, I imagine that underneath these uh, gloves, uh, they, it itches. It like mm-hmm. itches and burns, uh, at, you know, inviting you to agitate it constantly. Um, but doing so just just exacerbates the the pain and discomfort. Um, so at Full Metal RPG, we like to run. Uh, horrific dark games and because we like to run horrific dark games we always use safety tools so uh this game definitely has some like mature content in it and if you're listening to this uh ex post facto if you're watching it now and you're thinking to yourself well i don't really want to see any mature content then by all means you can go ahead and skip this one uh we still love you uh but if you're playing and you we start getting into something that you don't want to get into where the x card is going to be used at this table so because we're there's no actual table and there's no actual card all you have to do is like cross your arms over your chest so it looks like an x or just make an x with two fingers or even just say x card yeah edge watch (laughs) um (laughs) you know that's that's all that's all fair and good um and I'll try and keep my eyes sort of up here to see you guys. And if uh, uh, so, if you ever, if ever you need to tap the X card, then that's 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 totally fine. All right, so we have our cast of characters. We have you guys standing beneath the grayish white skies. Uh, the um, like uh, the the weeping willows, the heavy laden with moss, swamp trees around you on all sides sort of at the mouth of the swamp uh how do you wish to proceed in finding this tower i mean here you are your map said uh come to come to this uh spot now now uh do, do each one of you guys have each one of you guys should have some some, some rations on your character sheet is that correct yes okay so uh the um uh house, house proctor understands that it's going to take you guys some time to do this so they have given you um, enough rations so that you now have um, uh, enough for five days total. So, um, however many you had, you know, subtract that from five, and that's how many they gave you. However, you've now expended two of them on the way here. Unless, of course, you're just, you know, not eating, but do let me know that. <laughs> And so that I can feel free to penalize your dice rolls. Say that one more time, because I started off with three. So yeah. they you gave me five. You started with three, so they were giving you two, so that you would have five total. And then, and then it's been two spend, days. Expended two, so you still have three. Does that make right. sense? I think, well, I'm but, uh, take, I, I think I'm going to take a hit that Brenta has only eaten one day of rations over two days. Okay. Because uh, it seems like Brenta does not like to eat. Okay. In in fact, uh, being uh, being satiated is a sh- is a sign of weakness to Brenta, and oh. you really need to keep yourself on edge if you are to look uh, nothingness in the face. Wow! Nice. He's great at parties, by the way. <laughs> now, doubtlessly, yes. doubtlessly. Uh, I hope. I, yeah, yeah. Awesome. All right. So, um, 
so so you're standing here you're you're feeling a little bit a little bit malnourished brinta yet the um the hunger of your soul is what the gods see the hunger of your body is meaningless uh well there are no gods that's the problem Oh, oh, holy shit. Um wow. Um all right. So, what how do you intend to uh how you, how you intend to find the tower, guys? Is there on this map that we we were giving a given a map or just yeah, tell a map to, go to in the a swamp. You were given you were given a map to the swamp. And so here you are at the swamp. Right. And uh that's all you've been told. Is there any other defining features on or near the swamp? Like a a a high place we could perhaps look out over the swamp. Um, let's see. Let me take a look here at the uh, at the map. Um, I mean, obviously, if it's a day away, I don't want to go there. We'll just climb a tree and see if we can see it. Over the, yeah, in the swamp. yeah, yeah. Like, uh, it, it, right now, the because the 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 region that you're in is not particularly mountainous. It's it's hilly, but it's not mountainous. Mm. So, um, uh. You don't think that there's, you'd have to walk like a couple miles to get to a hill region, and then you could climb a tree. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, I'll I'll climb a tree and see if I can see it from, uh, you know, above. You know, try to pick a tree that's tall. You know, we're on the edge, so there should still be normal. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. No, so, I, I love it. Yeah. So, uh, uh, is anybody going to help? Um, Gavin or Gavin, do you feel like you've got this on lock? Are you a tree I mean, climber? What, you, what, 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 what kind of experience do you have with this in your in your past? I've I was a city dweller all my life, so I don't really know how to climb a tree, but I figure I can figure it out since I climb many a many a gutter in the in the in the slums. So nice, nice. I fucking love it. All right, so uh, you you go ahead and you scale the trunk of the tree and um. You're actually uh, finding that it's a um, it's on some level much easier in certain ways than uh, than scaling um, like a, a gutter. Um, and uh, you you get yourself to the top and uh, look out over the, um, the 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 canopy of the of the swamp. And while it just looks to you like a bunch of fucking trees, you do notice that um, from this dream that they told you about with the, the ravens circling, right? You can actually see many of these beings, many of these uh, animals f- flying over the swamp. And what's kind of s- interesting is that they all seem to be sort of heading in one direction, right? right. So uh, uh, you can see them coming in from your left and they're heading towards what you are sort of beginning to picture as the center of the swamp. And there's some flying over your head and they're looking like they're going to go meet their friends. So, um, you have this, you, at this point, you feel like you have this kind of bearing on where the center of the swamp is. Does that make sense? Okay. Uh, I, I yell down, it seems like it seems like they're going, and I point, I kind of like raise my arm in that direction and like point, basically I'll point my sword in that direction and then resheathe my sword just in case I fall and kill myself while coming down the tree because, you know, I'm I've seen many a uh, many other scum born fall off of gutters, so I'll at least communicate that to my compatriots. So I will uh, I will then proceed to climb down the tree. All right, great. Um, what do you guys do with this information? Well, all you talking about yourselves. Go ahead and speak in character, I, 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 if you wish. Uh, Brenta stoops down to uh, Isolation, who is this small but very ferocious terrier. 
mix that looks as muddy as the swamp and uh, whispers to the dog, go fetch the vermin. And instructing the dog to go kind of follow the trail of whatever creatures are heading in a particular direction so we can see the best way through. Okay. Um, does the dog understand how, how that works? Um, I don't know. <laughs> All I right. Well, you know but what? But he dog... does command, according to the stats, he does uh, only obey me. So I assume there are certain commands that will work. <laughs> Has All he right. used this command before? Probably not. The the dog uh, uh, scampers off in uh, in a direction that is that that uh, Gottvin, when you are down on the ground and you see the dog scampering away. It it seems you know relatively close to what um, what you think because now now that you're down here it's like it's a little bit disorienting. Mm. The sky itself is very difficult to um, because of this kind of like low sort of always churning white gray cloud cover. It's very difficult to to uh, isolate like where the sun is you know at any right. given moment, especially well, through the trees. I will I will pick a a, a tree. I'll pick a tree or a feature of the of the land that's in the direction I vaguely think we're going in. I mean, I, I understand the dog is probably going in the right direction, but I will pick a feature as far as I can see. And then I will say, well, we should head, you know, follow it. But I think as long as we stake around in that uh, that area, I think we should be able to uh, at least go vaguely in the right direction. Okay. So uh, you start, you guys start walking forward and... Um the uh, hours begin to creep by uh, in the swamp. And as you, you work your way through the mud and the muck, uh, the ground becomes continually like more sodden. And the, the, the mud begins kind of like sucking at your feet. And the, you, you begin to see more and more uh, signs of kind of like crawling insect life, like, um, like big fat cockroaches crawling up the sides of trees um fanning just like huge leathery wings and uh uh centipedes kind of like coiling up up the up trees and branches um uh just kind of like like uh each each one of these uh creatures sends a sort of like atavistic shudder down your spine because uh they are so intrinsically repulsive in this place um, and yet you see no animals. Um, but uh, the dog continues to uh, kind of like pull you guys forward until you feel as though you're um, walking along parallel to a body of water. Uh, the air here is very, very thick and heavy. And there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a stench here that is acute. Um, but it looks like it's maybe, say, a few yards through the trees. You can kind of see these shimmerings kind of coming off of the, um, like, like, like through the trees. But the dog seems to be moving parallel to it, not towards it. Does this cause you, does, at this point, do you, like, change t- tact? Does anybody want to explore that? What, what do you do? Go ahead, go yeah. ahead, Gabe. Yeah, I'd like to... I would say that Erm kind of noticed that Erm's general attitude of this, um, he's going to be a bit of an edgelord in that he's so used to just kind of hanging out in his cave and doing this, that a task like this is more like, 
like when you get assigned a group project, you're like, oh, I don't want to do that. Like, just give, let me do it all. That's kind of like his mindset. So he's going to kind of see um, everybody meandering through the swamp. And he's, his general attitude is like, you guys don't even know what you're doing. This is my domain. This is like where I was cast out, blah, blah, blah. So he's going to pick up kind of like on that like pool. And uh, I want to do a presence test uh, to see if okay. I notice anything more than just, oh, it's a body of water. Like, you know, so. Sure. Yeah, go ahead. Cool. And unfortunately, that's like one of my not so good skills. So Uh-oh. that is a, ooh, that's a five. <laughs> yeah yeah uh yeah man it just looks like uh as you're, as you're kind of ple- are you, so are you, are you breaking away from the party is that what i'm hearing uh it's walking but like giving attention to it and maybe even slowing my pace just so that i may be like a little bit behind them but i'm not like heading towards that way i'm just kind of slowing my pace and then actually studying that body of water i'll say that because um you're slowing and essentially you know how when you're like walking next to trees and they kind of like because of the perspective they sort of like line they make, they make it hard to see through the right. trees because you've slowed down you're able to see more clearly and you do in fact see that there's a, a body of, of of standing water there and it's hard to see the water itself because there's so much kind of like like surface level like growth upon it there uh, you know this kind of like this this these thick green and yellow kind of almost like swamp slime seems to float upon the back of the water um oh that, that's 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 what i'm gonna say okay so i'm gonna look to the party and go fools are you just going to follow your dog and put full trust in it do you not notice the water over there? Oh, it does speak. I saw the body of water, but uh, this is still vaguely in the direction. And I mean, I suppose we could climb. I could climb another tree and see if we could see a tower from here. But I mean, we've only barely walked a few miles, and I could see I could see that far over the trees, and there was no tower. I mean, the body of water. You know, it's. If there's a tower here, there has to be a source of water for it, I suppose. I just find it a bit interesting. You would put full trust in a beast. And not if you wish senses. to wash yourself, I would not object. Indeed. I just kind of, like, stare at you. And then just uh, continue looking in the direction of that pool. Um, my mindset is kind of... Uh, We've been following the dog for a while and nothing's mm. happened. I'm a bit agitated that like we haven't reached there already. Cause again, I'm kind of like, I just want to get this over with yeah. um, and go back to my cave. <laughs> so, um, but uh, yeah, I, I just uh, kind of want to bring up that, that pool of water. All right. So uh, uh, after you guys have, you guys are kind of having this conversation and um, you can hear in the distance, suddenly you're kind of like interrupted by, the barking of the dog. You can hear it kind of off to your left in the direction that you were going. And it's making that kind of like, cause it's a very small dog, right? So it's kind of, it's like, it's like yapping and it's calling your attention. What, what, what do you do? Isolation. Come. I'm not going to move very fast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try to call the dog back. Okay. Okay. So the dog, uh, uh, the dog does come, uh, run back to you. 
like tail wagging or <laughs> uh, i mean i i'm trying to imagine like what a dog that is accustomed to I, I i guess i guess the dog the dog comes back to you and like it's its mouth is its mouth is red uh and from its uh teeth hangs a uh a rat uh a, a, a big giant fat swamp rat um, and it's the limbs of the of the the rat still are kind of like twitching as it slowly dies in your dog's mouth. Delicious. We have some supper if uh, you would like to take a rest. Well, I think we can make a little more time while there's light. Uh, but you know, if you would like to stop and eat that then eat the rat <laughs> very well we can look at this body of water that erm seems to be insisting upon so is that what you guys are planning to do is some is somebody going to like make a fire and cook up the rat is that what i'm hearing well, i mean I he did wanna, catch it for us <laughs> i kind of want to kneel down and just kind of like scratch the dog's head with my like the claws on my glove, but I'm also, I also kind of want to look at the rat and see if it's, if there's anything odd about it, you know, or if it's literally just like a swamp rat. Uh, but from what you can tell, it is a, a, a rat of the swamp. So it means okay. like from, in terms of its species, it's like different than what you find in a city, but it's also, so, I mean, on some it's like the mutant cockroaches we saw, it's a little bit odd, but yeah. And, and Brenda's yeah. idea is not a bad one, which is that like, um, it's very fat, and so you could act. There's enough meat on it that you could actually, you could actually eat this thing. Although it would no doubt be repulsive. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They'd be cleaner than out in the city. Yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, that's true. I just don't know how. Uh, what what kind of delicacy the, the 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 meat of a rat would be? You know. Well, let's let's go look at this body of water, and then. See if we can see anything across it or down it. It would be a clearing that perhaps, perhaps this tower is not as majestic as they were dreaming, and merely a low squat tower. Has it ever occurred to any of you that there is no tower? They were dreaming it. Oh yes, but we have no choice. <laughs> oh yes, I've gone through this process before, and it's quite uh, ironic to me. You see, I. I am apparently a heretic for wanting to take the left-hand path. I became one with the caves. Maybe now I become one with the swamp. Nothing's going to change except for my locale, but yes, I do humor your brilliant idea. And then I just kind of like roll my eyes and then, you know, look towards the body of water that we are now going to investigate. Oh, man. I kind of want to come off as a prick. In case well, you're, you it's working. It's working. <laughs> yeah. I just yeah. want to say. Yeah, I'm just like, they just like push you into the water and they're like, he died. Well, I wanted to bring no tower and he died. I generally say? play like a nicer person. And for, for this one, I'm like, it's more boring. I, I kind of want to come out of my comfort zone. So I'm yeah. playing kind of a dick. I think uh, Brent was like looking and weighing like his heresy versus Erm's heresy. And like, well, 
caves and swamp nihilism hmm. yeah nihilism there's so many heresies <laughs> i just feel like there's got you, you guys gotta determine who's the bigger heretic it's funny because like i, I was telling a buddy how i was gonna be playing this and he's like oh what's the game and i showed him the book and i'm like there are so many upside down crosses in this book man like this book rules <laughs> um all right so you guys are kind of heading over to the uh to the water and um it really becomes kind of clear to you, uh, Gottvin, that um, the, at, at this point, you have been kind of traveling, like, say, like, east for a while. You were, you were traveling north, but then the dog has kind of diverted you east, and mm. you've actually been walking parallel to the water for, for a while probably longer than uh than you would have thought and you and, and you and you now find yourself that if you want to continue forward to like get to the um to that center of the swamp uh the center of the swamp is like clearly um you know inside this pool of water somehow and and and, mm. and you're able to verify this by like looking up and you're able to kind of see the the birds overhead like passing overhead towards the what towards what you made to be the center uh but the the water you can kind of i mean it, it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't move mm. right it's almost it's almost still kind of like laps at your feet just ever so slightly and like if you stand too long on the shore of the swamp your boots begin to just slowly sink um how do you intend to uh, overcome this i just remembered that i have a small wagon <laughs> nice. So we can I guess I've been the... toting this, even though it wasn't in my head until now. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, uh, I, I point I point to the birds. That is the omen I was following. This the, these ravens seem to be going towards the center of this, and now I can see it looks like the center of this body of water. So perhaps we have to at least wade into this murky morass. Take some meat. Uh, uh, not peat. What a uh, peat. That's the word I was looking for. Just take some peat, patch up this wagon, and use it as a boat. That sounds better than walking in this uh, ter- terrible, uh, unseeable, murky water. I have seen the centipedes. I do not want to see the leeches. Mm, Agreed. The leeches, yeah. So I guess I'm going to try to um, you know peat up this wagon and see if it'll float. So, the, but the wagon's not like part of your inventory, right? Yeah, it's a small wagon. <laughs> well, you got a dog and a small well, wagon. Go. Like yeah. his character's OP. His character. I got, <laughs> I got like, I got like an exquisite perfume. Like <laughs> you got, you got perfume. I got salt. Oh, All right. Sweet. Well, this is this is fucking awesome. This oh, is, by the way, guys, I just happen to have this plate nail. <laughs> a all glaive right. what's a glaive i mean is it You're big getting... enough for all of us to get in that's the i don't question. know it says a small wagon so i kind of doubt it yeah it's probably so, something we'd have to like i wonder if I it's like a rope. like okay serious serious like table question i wonder if it's like like a like a small like one donkey one person wagon or if it's like a like a radio flyer like you know where you like pull I, I had radio flower and fire in my head. Yeah. The no. thing is, though, is that I can't imagine, um, like, what, it, like, if you're, if you're, like, imagine, like, a kind of medieval, like, feudal society, why would somebody build a radio flyer style wagon? Like, it seems mm. like that it, that wouldn't be practical. It's, it's for the dog. It's where the dog sleeps. Is it? <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm like, just imagining. Put a bed in there for him, you know? It, 
I, I, I kind of suspect this is one of those ones that has like two wheels and that you pull with mm. like your arms, almost almost like a rickshaw, but mm. like it's more more practical. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> did you? Is that? Are you happy happy with that? Or? Sure. Yeah. I mean, there should be enough materials to kind of fashion, um, a, you know, like a barge style boat maybe with peat, but um, no, it could I, probably I love not, it. Probably not be big enough for all of us, so we might have to do it in turns, I guess. But I don't know. I love I, I love it. Uh, I think it's great that you guys are going to deconstruct this wagon and like turn it into, <laughs> into like this like floating skiff. <laughs> You're going to like lash your destinies to. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say that the process of uh, deconstructing and then reconstructing the wagon into a uh, skiff that you can use is going to take you like well into the evening and that um like you've had to like take off your shirts and you're like sweating and they're like there's one of you that's like going and harvesting peat and another one of you is like packing it together and you're arguing about how to fucking do it and there's like mosquitoes like landing on your backs and like eating you up and uh you, on some level you guys kind of become so uh consumed by this uh toil that you like, kind of look up and realize that the sun is like sinking uh, uh, behind the trees, that like the twilight has descended and uh, you're no closer to the, um, to the tower than you were previously. Uh, are you going to establish a watch or um, do you feel fairly certain that, you know, you guys exist in this swamp alone? I, I invite the darkness. Yeah. I, I would recommend a watch, but at the same time, just based off of the description I got, um, I, I'm pretty much I'm like always for the call of the night. So, or I'm I'm always calling for the night. So I wouldn't mind like being first watch or however you guys want to do it or or what. I mean, yeah, I guess I kind of want to know like the details of your camp. Are you going to make a a fire? Are you going to are you going to like establish a perimeter, or are you just going to kind of like pull like leaves over your bodies and like try and blend in what, what, what's your what's your methodology here uh i could see uh i mean we've well is what temperature is it is it hot hot swamp or are we dealing with like this cold sweaty thing yeah i i think i think i feel like the temperature fluctuates kind of weirdly i think that mm. sometimes um like when you came into it it was like cold and kind of a chill place but then as you were um working on the on the cart it became kind of like w- like piss warm and irritating and as the sun sinks uh the chill is returning and i imagine that the insects on the ground i mean given the <laughs> environment might be best to sleep in trees well they climb trees um <laughs> Oh yeah, but that's true. Yeah, that's true. And uh, and uh, and insects do love night. I, I, I would I would much prefer water. to just press on even in the dark. Uh, yeah. Oh, that okay. Is awesome. I'm with you. Yeah, I'm we, we can too. make was, torches yeah, say, and like make torches and press on. Like I would yeah. much rather <laughs> not sleep on this ground with whatever creatures that are willing to uh, uh, come and greet us that they have not yet. Yeah, I was going to say. The one thing I would I'd probably disagree with is actually like camping at least for now because 
um, I basically have like the worst things get around you, um, the fancier you need to be. So I kind of interpret that as like the more chaotic <laughs> shit gets, the more like focused I get. So, um, all right. Well, I, I think this is like one of the most, this is a really brass move on the part of some OSR gamers. So, um, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so, so does one of you have a torch in your inventory? Uh, let's see here. The I'll answer is no, oh. but no. I'm fairly certain I could use <laughs> my me- little... metal file to start a fire. So <laughs> Yeah. Okay, so you can probably find something that will burn here, and then we've already established that there's some kind of like peat type stuff that probably will burn, right? Yeah. Um and uh and I, I imagine finding a pole that will kind of push the skiff across the across the water is gonna be of no no um issue either. So uh, the the three of you mount the skiff and and who is who's pushing the skiff at this point? Who wants to be in charge of that? And then who wants to be in charge of holding the torch? And who wants to be in charge of pushing the skiff? I'll hold the torch. All right. Um, I am really short, so pushing the skiff is not. Uh, I can I can pu- use the pole, <laughs> but like Christ. it was my boneheaded idea. I guess I'll uh, yeah. I'll do uh, so, so the the balance of the cart is precarious. All right, um, the two people who are not pushing the skiff find that they have to kind of lay face down on the cart with the peat in their face, holding the torch as aloft as possible. While um, Brinta pushes the skiff through the now the now black water and um with the the plummeting temperature has come uh like a kind of like eerie uh silver mist that sort of rolls across the black water and the light from um erm's torch kind of casts uh these these huge shadows and reveal the kind of like the roots coming out of trees and the branches overhead um, as you kind of float by little small islands in, in the in the scum water, and uh, with with no birds overhead to guide your way, you're just kind of pushing your way forward through the um, through the water and hoping that this is in some kind of direction. Um, you do every so often hear the sound of like a fish like jumping up to grab an insect or um or uh <laughs> you see you see in the distance like large pairs of eyes that sort of like just sit just just right over the the surface level of the water observing you kind of reflecting kind of coppery and gold uh and you and you push you you, you see some of them and you're like oh wow that must be a rather large amphibian and then the eyes blink and it they move under the water and you feel the ripple that kind of like that kind of goes through the swamp water and you feel the skiff kind of riding over it and you realize that the the being that just that just disappeared was must have been Leviathan in its in its proportions. Um until until finally until finally, right when Erm's arms are so like just shaking holding the torch aloft surrounded by just a, a cascade of flies and uh and moths and mosquitoes just you know you can actually feel their little bodies like burning up and falling on your head 
do you come to an island and at the center of it stands a very modest black tower so so what do you do well for once they actually foresaw something i would say oh sorry yeah uh, perhaps uh perhaps there is something to this one maybe maybe not we'll see Yeah, I, I'd, I'd say that like the whole time that we, I was like shaking and holding onto that torch with like the flies buzzing, um, you could probably see just from my eyes that he was just like grinning the entire time. Like he loves being this miserable. Um, and when we uh, like make landfall on that island and uh, Gutvin says, you know, maybe there is some truth to it, um, I would like take a step off into the murky black water and go, well, maybe they haven't thrown us to the side yet again. I think during the entire journey, Brinto was uh, singing an old psalm as sort of a slow, low chant, but it's one of those like end of the world kind of passages about how, you know, things fall apart. It always decays. The, um, the sleeping one will awake, you know, that kind of cheery sort of melody. And um, and once I cross, they'll feed a bit of the rat to uh, isolation. Thank, you know, thank him for being a good boy. Who's a good dog? Who's a good dog? <laughs> you are. Who's the most doomed dog ever? <laughs> so uh, you bring the skiff uh, kind of onto, it's not even really like a beach. It's like this tower appears to be built on this kind of like out, this, this, this jutting mass of um, earth that sticks out in the center of the... Uh, in the center of this, the lake and uh, all around it are these gnarled roots that kind of like, that kind of form its border, right? And you're able to use the roots to sort of pull yourself up to the, to the island and then, and then kind of holding onto them to sort of like heave the skiff up onto the island itself. The, the island's incredibly small. It's like perhaps, you know, a hundred feet across. And the tower is nothing like it was described in the dream. It's very dumpy. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's almost featureless. Uh, about three stories tall, but perhaps, perhaps up to 40 feet high. Um, the stone in the dark by the light of the, of the, the torch is black um, and appears kind of wet and slick there are no crenellations at the peak of the tower and and its walls are kind of strangely angled as though um it is wider at the bottom than it is at the top uh giving it a not entirely cylindrical appearance there are three windows that you can see as you kind of walk around it one that appears to be on what you call like i guess like the the um it, it, above ground level and then another above that and then a third above that they're not in a straight line you actually have to kind of like walk around and the, the windows appear to sort of like coil up but um they are you know relatively close to one another because the circumference around the tower is not is not great uh there is a door a wooden door at the base of the tower um and the thick uh swamp grasses rich green um there's a, there's a beaten path that walks up to it 
Uh, but even that is looking kind of like overgrown. Um, what do you do? Can you describe the windows one more time? I was trying to write all that down. Sorry. Oh, no, it's okay. Um, so there's three windows uh, starting what looks like on the second floor. Um, the windows are maybe about like three feet high and then two feet wide. Uh, they're, they are black within and they do not have shutters. So uh, they're narrow and then kind of um, the, uh, they have an arch at the top. Okay. I would I would turn and I'd kind of just like taking this all in. So like if you kind of have to like, I guess like picture some kind of image, imagine just like this robed, filthy heretic holding a torch, just kind of looking and taking everything in. And I'd say I'd turn to Brinta. And for the first time this entire trip, I look and kind of just nod and go, well, maybe your dog had... Uh, had the right sense. I'll take that. Uh, I'll take that as a victory for you. What say you? Should we wander down the path and see what this tower has to offer? He is a good boy. Very well. And yeah, so we should go. Of course, he likes my dog. <laughs> <laughs> so, Even so, oh. I was, no, never mind. <laughs> is it my understanding that you guys are just going to walk up to the door? That's your first. That's your first thing. You're yeah, I mean, I can't imagine Brenta like trying to scale the tower. Yeah, he's too important uh, for that. How about <laughs> how about we? Can we do like a quick like walk around? Yeah, yeah. Sure. I imagine you guys have walked around the circumference okay. of the tower. So, and 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 that was what I was kind of trying to say about the about the windows is that they aren't in a line above it. They they're kind of like. They kind of like coil. The windows coil, and I'm gonna have to say that there's probably like two windows, on, like like each each floor seems to have two windows that are you know directly across from one another, and so does that make sense? Are you guys are you guys seeing mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Does it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you'll see one on one side, but you have to circle to see the other one on the other side. Yeah, but that does mean that, like, if you're on the kind of like uh, curved plane, and you say you were like looking out of one of the windows, you'd be able to put your head out and see one of the other ones kind of like nearby. Does it make sense? It's like this is a goofy comparison. It's like a Rapunzel tower where it like kind of like turns and curves is how I'm picturing it's completely it. completely a Rapunzel tower. It's 100% okay. Rapunzel, Rapunzel tower. Okay, where it's like it's curving and you can go like, oh, yeah. hi, and then that person has to look down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's... They're, that's like, tw- they're, like, well, they're like, what up, Rapunzel? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> kind of like a unicorn's horn where it like twists. Exactly. Yeah. I was going to say yeah. it's kind of like as if you had like silly putty and you were twisting it, but yeah, exactly. That's a unicorn's horn. So, um, so you guys, uh, you guys are gonna your your first, your first thing you're gonna attempt to do is approach the door. Okay, so you walk up the path and um, and uh, the door itself is like not what you would call uh, you know, ornate. My stretch of the imagination. Uh, there's a uh, uh, the what's it called like the lintel of the door or whatever is made of stones, and uh, the door itself appears to be made of wood banded with um like iron and uh there's a ring there's a ring upon it for uh for opening or pushing or pulling the door open 
Um, the, the wood itself appears to be kind of like old and in disrepair, but also uh, sodden and sort of splitting. Um, uh, you, you know, the, the craftsmanship of this, of this tower is not so great that uh, you would expect the, um, the lines of the door to like match up super, super perfectly. It's not like airtight by such of the imagination, but the kind of cracks that are within it um, do not uh, uh, do not expose any light. No, there's like no light coming out from underneath it or through any of the little cracks. Um, I would like. Okay, sorry. Uh, if you ever play with me, you'll know that my notes are. Super meticulous. <laughs> it's from my OSR background. I write fucking everything down. Good man. Um, I would like to do um, a presence test, and I'm basically kind of going to be looking. Um, I would say, if I had to compare it to to other games, it kind of like be an investigation. Like I'm kind of checking for traps. I, I don't want to just like open this door and then just like this giant gauntlet comes out and just punches my face in or something yeah but that's the thing my friend this is an osr game so there's really no checking for traps the way that you check for traps would be to describe how it is your character yes would look for yes traps. and which is what i was going to do i was just telling okay, you that's okay. what, that's yeah that's what i'm doing the presence test for well yeah but i want you to make a test i want you to tell me what you do okay yeah, uh, so Erm is going to uh, look at the door and just kind of go, hmm, I'm going to make sure. So I'm going to take uh, my short sword. I'm going to grab it by, again, that like decayed wrist, mummified wrist. And I'm going to take it and I'm just going to kind of like poke and then also kind of like run it along the sides of the door, um, kind of like poke it into the crack, twist, um, literally just kind of like, an old man investigating a car, just kind of like poke, 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 you know, like <laughs> things like that. Like I, I'm trying to see, like, do I hear any kind of cog work when I poke on certain parts of the door or maybe the framework of the door? So awesome. Perfect. Um, yeah. Okay. So you're able to reveal a lot about this door in this way. So, uh, you, uh, you, first of all, you touch the door with the sword. Nothing happens. When you uh, put the sword through essentially the crack in the side of the door, you're able to run it freely up and down until you until you get to about the middle, and you can tell that the door is barred from within. Uh, so so there is a locking device, and the locking device is on the other side of the door. Uh, you can kind of you can tell that it's a bar because um, it it uh, it's kind of thick, right? So. You suspect, based on going above it and then below it, and, you, and there's about a six-inch gap, you suspect that it is a um, it is a, a piece of wood laid down rather than um, a piece of metal that has been thrown. Does that make sense? Yeah. So um, with that, oh, well, first I should ask, is there anything else, or is that that's, that's what I find? That's it. Okay. So with that... Um, uh pdfs there we go okay so um as i described erm um he's very thin and frail and almost wispy in nature with a his emaciated look uh i'm gonna turn to the party and kind of smile 
And then from behind my um, face covering, I'm just going to laugh and go, it's barred by a simple plank of wood. Who here would like to help us break through this threshold? Would we uh, not announce would... our presence first? Do we wish to intrude and trespass? Have we not already trespassed? Onto the front yard? Oh, <laughs> not yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's, uh, that, that's how I'm just going to respond. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, we're already here. Might as well. So, um, But uh, yeah, I'm just going to kind of point out and uh, run the sword down and then run it up and kind of just visually show, you know, there's that plank of wood there. Well, we are here to see what's inside. Uh, and while it being planked from the inside either means someone is home or they were, they've died inside and when they were, bar- they were barred inside one of the two. So something is on the inside as I don't, I see no way out of this unless you like jump out of a window or off the top of this tower. But, uh, I mean, I'm not opposed to knocking, but I don't see what good it'll come, what good w- could come from it. We'll be announcing our presence either way. Yes. When the wood clatters to the ground, it will announce someone is here. Besides, and I kind of like pulled my sword you know, from the door and then kind of resheath it. And I go, the weather is oh so dreary and we just happen to be near this tower. Maybe we just tell them, oh, we just were looking for a place to stay on a small island away from everything. This is not beneath me. I knock. <laughs> so you're going to, you start knocking on the door. <laughs> All right, you can you can actually hear. Um, there's like a sound of uh, uh, it's not like an echo or anything, but you can tell that you're not knocking on like a, a solid surface. You can tell it's hollow from the way that it sounds. But even if you stand there for a couple minutes, kind of like shuffling your feet, waiting, there is no answer to the door. Nor is there like the sound of any kind of like movement behind it, or uh, no. And at no point do you see uh, like a light emerge from the from the tower windows all right conscience is at peace that has opened yes I'll, all right i don't know how i don't know how we're gonna do that well uh what do you guys what do you I mean what do you guys think it's just open the door put, put the sword in and then yeah push it up yeah push it up against the is, board yeah. yeah all it takes is two my my dude's strength score is like <laughs> so like i would probably just <laughs> stick my sword in and then be like all right you know you two just lift up yeah yeah. yeah. So uh, that's that's uh, an easy point of physics for both of you for for the three of you to accomplish together. There's no role necessary, and you guys satisfyingly hear the sound of the uh, like a clatter inside of like the falling wood, uh, and uh, the door is uh, free to open. What what do you do now? Open it. All right. So you push the door inward, and inside, and this is going to sound so so fucking bad you're just you guys are going to be like this is the biggest cop out in the world brendan it was all dream no kidding um oh my god i would just leave (laughs) inside you just see darkness okay like you don't you don't see um like a room okay 
no moonlight in a room, you see darkness. Um, well, you bring the torch in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was going to say, I'll just like kind of do one of, one of these. So, so when you do that, you see the torch kind of like go in to the darkness, right? And it kind of like, it doesn't illuminate anything. It's almost just kind of like taking a torch and shoving it into like a, like a otherwise devoid space until if you kind of like the that your furthest your furthest you have it reaching in then it sort of begins to diminish as though uh like less of the fire is showing like it's almost like a small little nub but then when you pull it back out the fire reemerges so the darkness is swallowing that source of light yeah okay yes what do you do I don't think that Brent is afraid of this because, you know, his whole MO is oblivion. So I, th- I think he's just going to walk in. All right. Brenta walks in and you guys, and, and, and essentially Brenta just vanishes into the darkness. Okay. So you guys cannot see Brenta anymore. Brenta, when you cross the threshold into the darkness, you find yourself in a small room. That is, um, let's say, about uh, uh, 20 feet across. It is really very small. And uh, at the center of it is a um, stairwell, okay? That, that it, 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 coils, it coils up, but you can also see that it coils down, okay? Uh, the, you're, you're standing on um, cut wood that has kind of like square tiles, and the room is otherwise kind of like nondescript. There's a, a the the walls are made of like the nice cut stone bricks, and then um, and then uh, 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 there's a well. That's all you see. That's all you see for right now. Is, is is essentially you're in a room that's only twenty feet across, okay, with a stairwell cut from stone that coils up, and a stairwell cut from stone that coils down, like almost like a corkscrew. Does that make sense? I am on a stair landing. There is nothing else here. It appears to be safe. Do you say that? Mm-hmm. Okay. The, the the two of you do not hear that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I what, said, so what are you guys doing? Are you, what are Godwin and Erm doing? <laughs> um, Brenta, can are you there? Oh, uh, I said it's. A landing. Well, the the question would be, can he hear me? You know, he okay. cannot. All right. He, there's uh, silence. Silent. So you're basically standing in this room alone. That you you see that it is still night, Brenta, and there and and the room is uh, lit by uh, like these kind of brightly glowing candles that kind of uh, give the room like a, a sort of like a effervescent quality. They, they almost cast a sort of rose-colored hue on the walls of the, of the room with the, uh, with, the, with the, door, the door being at your back. How many steps did it take to get into this room? Is it just like I just stepped into the darkness and here I was, or was it, was it a few steps? It was two steps, one, one in and then one, one out. Right, I'm going to link back with one arm and just kind of reach out, and hopefully my arm appears on the other side, and then I'm going to do the come here finger wiggle. 
<laughs> yeah, you guys. So you guys can see this disembodied hand being like. Uh, I'll look at Gutman and go. Well, I guess he's alive. That's a that's a surprise, but uh, we'll see what else this tower holds. <laughs> I, I was gonna also ask: Is there a green devil face anywhere <laughs> near <No>. this door? <laughs> no, no, no. But there's a big sign that says "All PCs will die." No, I'm kidding. Oh, so. <laughs> I will. I will walk in uh, into the darkness. Okay, you walk into the darkness and you find yourself in the room with Brinta. Uh, I yeah, I'm also going to. All right, great. So all three of you are in the room now. You all know what the room looks like. Uh, what's your plan from here? Give me one second. I'm gonna take these out. These are actually like bugging my ears. So one sec. Sure, sure. Yeah. I, I think we should go up, as it seemed like there wasn't very much up uh, before descending below. Okay, so um, so uh, uh, is anybody going to? So so so, so okay. All right, so so you're so this is what, you, what your character says. Yes. All right. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm gonna let you guys talk. Sorry. Yeah. I need to fetch my dog. <laughs> Oh, you I can go back and get isolation. I'm assuming isolation. you're holding your dog. Come on, I'm, <laughs> yeah. assuming, I'm, assuming, I'm, assuming, I'm assuming you you took the walk into oblivion with your dog in your arms. Yes, yeah. and leave uh, him behind. Yes, I, th- I think uh, I think journeying up will be at least a shorter trip to know <laughs> what is there before journeying down into whatever is below us. Very good. Erm, what do you have to say to that? Anything? So, can you describe that landing once more? Okay. So you're standing in a room. It's about, let's say, 20 feet across. It's actually right. kind of small. Let's say it's like 15. It's like 15 in, 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 uh, in, in uh, radius. 15 foot right. radius. From in the center of the room, there is this uh, stone stairwell that is like a corkscrew, right? So it's kind of, it's like it has it has one side leading down and one side leading up okay and they co- coil okay. up and there's no and there's no like handrail or anything it's kind of like you kind of got to be a little bit small and kind of walk up steps but you're like not, a bell tower yeah it's yeah. not it's not the it's not the fucking weirdest thing you've ever seen but uh uh it is very it's very small and kind of cramped um there's the kind of pink candles kind of illuminate the room rose candles and um there's this kind of like flat dry uh cut stone under your feet kind of like you know the the grit of the kind of like sand and like the particles you brought in with you kind of like uh the like grind under your boots um in this room um and 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 that's all now I'm describing this room as you see it with the three of you standing in the doorway with your backs to the door so if you have anything else that you want to learn because this is an OSR game and we don't always play OSR games you have to tell me what you are doing. I will. Uh, I will s- kind of start walking around the room slowly, maybe with um, with my like with my sword out and kind of like uh, kind of like at length, kind of tapping in front of me, just as a as a general like making sure that the boards are not gonna or well, it's stone, so but. If there's anything odd, I will tap on it before walking on it. So, okay. So you're walking, and you come uh, as you turn, just kind of like around the corner of the um, of the uh, 
what's it called? Fucking stairwell. Yeah. You see that there is a window. Okay. Now, you remember from the bottom of the right. There's of the, no window. There's no windows. When you approach the window, you can you look out at it, mm-hmm. and you can see that it is night, and you can see the trees of the swamp, and you are very clearly at what you think to be the highest level of the um, tower. Of the tower. Hmm. The it, it, it the, appear- the highest level meaning the highest window. Right. The third window. Yes. But there is a stairwell going up still. That is correct. It, Though you saw no crenellations above, it was just it was just like flat. The window appears to be at the top of where we think the tower is at. Yet there is still stairs going up. Though that could be to the roof, but to enter the bottom level and just being below the top would be hmm, not the weirdest thing, but <laughs> you're like this seems normal. <laughs> this is just odd. So, location may be in question for the rest of this, and I will. Is is the conditions outside look the same as the conditions looked outside when we were there? Mm-hmm. Okay. In fact, you can kind of like look down, and you can I mean, you can stick your head out the window, and it works yeah. just fine. You can look out, look around, and you can see you can see the um the skiff the skiff. Okay, all right. Just <laughs> making sure that we had. I, so, uh, <laughs> I see you coming. I see what I see what you're doing, and I'm, I'm helping you. I'm right. helping you. The Thanks. GM is your ally, not your enemy. Remains to be seen, but we'll we'll continue <laughs> on. Uh, uh, so, I would like to go up the stairs to see if we're truly on the top of this tower, or if. What what is beyond? If you would like to go downstairs, I completely understand. But yeah, I, I was going to recommend we we head downstairs just because I want to see if there's like like table talk wise. Like what I'm thinking is, let's say something happens if we head upwards, there's a chance that we'll have to kind of like run out mm-hmm. of the tower, and I'd rather like head down to see if there's some kind of like magical off switch to get rid of this like teleporter kind of thing oh, i see what if you guys want to do something else that's that's cool too right. that's just what i had in my head what what say you brenta it is i once again who must choose <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna take one of the uh candles off of the whatever candlesticks that are there so that i have a light Okay, so as you um, are walking over to the candle candlestick, you see um, at the like farthest backmost point of the room, you see that there is a chair, a like finely carved chair with its back against the against the wall, and a like velvet cushion for like sitting, and then next to it is like a is like a carved ornate book holder, and sitting upon the book holder is a book. Oh, well, I can't not look. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Clearly. You walk, you walk over to the book, and what, what do you do? Um, I look at the, is it open? or is it The book closed? is open. Is it open. Yes. All right, well, yes. I'm just going to look at what the words say on the page. Um, you can tell by reading the book uh, for even just but a moment that this is a, this is a tome um, about the theory 
behind the art of painting. This is for this is a book for painters. And uh, you can tell, looking at it and being the kind of person who has an eye for value, that uh, probably it's worth about 55 silver pieces. Oh, there is a book of value here if anybody cares. I do not. Is there any other books nearby? Oh, no. it is. That is the only one. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm going to... I'll take the book, and I'd say Erm, kind of being the magical dude he is, just kind of also wants to just keep flipping through it and see if anything jumps out. Oh, there's just like all these beautiful illustrations in it, and it's just like, you know, it it, it, it would be worth more, but it seems like it's maybe kind of old, and it's like been sitting in this room, kind of exposed to the elements for a little while, but like, you're, this thing is definitely worth a solid 55 silver pieces, you know what I'm saying? It's uh, it, it, It's insubordination of the eyes and the senses. There is no value to works like this that do not perpetuate thought. I'd rather try to make thought happen through a delusion of, of, of artistry and visualizations of things that are not. This is what causes our own annihilation in the name of gods. It should be burned, but if you want to sell it, I cannot stop you. He would prefer to stoke the illusion of value and feed himself so i'll feed you your own foot if you continue on this track friend now let's go up so erm says down brenda says up what yeah, what, well, what are I, you guys i want to go up so i'm gonna take the book and i kind of watch this exchange between Gutfin and brenda and i again i'm just kind of like smiling ear to ear even though you can't really see it because i I thrive in chaos and like uh-huh. anger and uh, as soon I love, as uh, I love your character's maniac grins and the plus with the yeah. way he vividly described what he looks like he I can really see it in my head it's yeah. uh, I think it's great thank you I I look at that and then I'm just gonna kind of like as he says you know I'm gonna shove your foot in your mouth blah 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 and he heads <laughs> out I'm just gonna kind of like do one of one of these things you know like and then just <laughs> pocket it and then. Cool. I'm gonna keep heading. Yeah, I'm imagining everybody has a backpack or a satchel or something, and just like stuck to take the book. You can go yeah, ahead and I, add the the book on painting values fifty five silver pieces to your inventory. Uh, erm. All right, great. So, uh, has it been decided then that the party is venturing upwards? Then, was that my understanding? I think so. I, I think so. Yeah. Okay. I, I did grab one of the candles. I don't know if anything happens to me as a result. Nope. Nope. You okay. can add one um, pink candle value being. Um, this is a rose rose candle. Sorry, rose gold. Values four silver pieces. This is a very nice. Is my candle. torch still going? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna pick that back up because I would have, you know, set it down or whatever. Now, okay, so you guys are gonna. Um, you guys have agreed to march up. Is that correct? Yes. Yep. Okay, so you guys begin. You get into. You get into. The you kind of have to work your way into the um, the stairwell, and you begin kind of walking up. You have to hunch your shoulders over, and you rise up into a, a kind of moment of darkness, as described previously. And when you step out, you step into a circular room. 
that is um, about the same same amount wide, 30, 30 feet in, in diameter. This one also has uh, cut uh, stone tile floors, but the walls around you are made of completely roughshod um, fucking uh, stones, okay? And they rise up over your head about eight feet. And then above you is a cross-hatched kind of metal grill, okay? Running down the walls of the room is like a very, very thin trickle of swamp water. And the floor of the room is covered in like about like almost like a half an inch of swamp water. And the where the water kind of trickles, you can see like deposits of slime have just uh, uh, have just kind of like built up. And um, sort of scattered around the uh, the floor of the room is three dead corpses in various states of decay, all the way from skeletal to like mostly intact, but still obviously being eaten by bugs. Um, and there is no further stairwell. Okay. And as you step into the room, you said your audio dropped out. You said, were they human corpses? Oh yeah. Three human corpses. Three human corpses. And then you said the metal grill is the roof basically. Metal grill is the roof. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You, you go up to go down. Mm. Seems like it. Well, but because because above you you can just you can see the sky and you can see the tree branches. So and and and, and tree branches. You can yeah. see the tree branches. You're mm. yeah. Were there trees on the island that we were on? No. Okay. No. And uh 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 like when you step into the into the room there is no door. You are now, you are now in this room with the grill over your head. There's no, the, the stairs have gone. The stairs are gone. Wonderful. You've been trapped. <laughs> Wonderful. You've been trapped, fools. Sorry. Mm. <laughs> what, uh, well, start, uh, Walking towards the freshest corpse. Okay. All right. Did you, you go ahead? Did you did you say that there's no door, there's no stairs? It's like we just crossed the threshold and now it's just the bottom of a bucket, essentially. Yeah, you're in a bucket. Okay. You're in a pit. You guys are in a pit that is um like I mean like the the you don't really know how how, how heavy the metal above you is, but it's not inconsiderable. So you're looking you're looking right now at your at your options. And here's here's your options for escaping. Okay, you either have to wiggle through one of the one of the grills, all right, or you have to raise the metal and then pull yourselves out. Okay, but whatever kind of like extra dimensional magic was being used to build this uh, tower has like shunted you away to like die in this basin. You're basically in a basin. Does it make sense? That's that's creepy as shit. 
side note because there's a twilight zone episode about this and it, it always it always fucked me up yeah oh, being sorry. like trapped at the bottom of a bucket so um <laughs> i would it, it's fucking terrifying because like it, it's literally the 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 essence of being trapped um i would say that um if anybody is looking at erm for the first time his eyes actually start darting and it, if you were to just like glance at him you can tell he's like all right, this this isn't cool. Um, I'm going to do a. Oh, hang on, hang on. I think uh, oh, Godvin yeah. had said that he was approaching the freshest of the corpses. Yes, yeah, so, my mistake, oh, my mistake. So, uh, Godvin, you walk over the most the most fresh corpse, and you can see that uh, this person is wearing like obviously kind of contemporary clothes, and you suspect that they may have been here from the Alabaster City at some point, and they got got by the same exact thing. Um, like there's a bunch of kind of like insects on their face, like chewing through their cheek. You can see their teeth. They're there's there's the lividity shows that they're like still kind of fresh. Like mm-hmm. maybe the coldness of the swamp has been preserving them. Uh, what do you do? Uh, I will l- search uh, search them for any um, any items of use or clues as to uh, where they came from. Hang on. I did that. That was a bad job, Brendan. That's not how you do it. Okay, okay. Uh, green is high. Um, okay. You, uh, uh, you find in this poor wretch's hand a leather coin purse, okay? And he's, like, clutching this coin purse to his chest. His eyes, like, open and empty, like, fucking, like, maggots writhing inside of, like, the pools of his skull. And uh, when you peel back his fingers, breaking each one of them to get through the rigor, you take the coin purse out. You, you it is heavy with coin, and inside you discover um, thirty-two gold pieces oh. equal to three hundred and twenty silver pieces. Well, that won't save us, but it is in, uh, would be nice if we could get back. Uh, first thought is, wow, that's a lot of money. And then your second thought is, I'm still in a basin. Yep. <laughs> I kind of chuckle and I turn to Brenta and I go, you rave about gods and art, but you're not going to say a single word about stealing from a corpse? Stealing from a corpse, there is no life. It belongs to no one. I kind of chuckle and I uh, pat you on the back and go, now I begin to like your thinking. And I want to go and investigate one of the other two corpses. All right, this one's like medium, <laughs> medium desiccated, and you can't really tell um, what the the you you get this feeling like the like the clothes that it's wearing uh, remind you very much of um, like a soldier from like the uh, the war that just ended. So uh, this person could have been here for some time. Um, and you find, oh boy. <laughs> you find, <laughs> you find probably like the most valuable thing that has yes. been <laughs> in this campaign yet. You, you find a, a hastily drawn map of the, um, of the rot marches. So you now have your own rot marches map. 
you're like, holy shit, it's the fucking Rod Marches. I know where everything is. Like, no one tells me anything. Can can I ask a quick question? Can When yes. I find that, can I just kind of like, you know, I because I imagine I'm like crouching down, kind of patting things down. <laughs> yeah, can, can I, I do I, one of the things where I'm like, I pull it out, I notice it, and it just pocket <laughs> yeah. it? Yeah, I'll, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Okay. So make sure the other, that's uh, your inventory. I'm gonna want to make sure that that one's like logged inside the um, inside the uh, the uh, character generator or whatever. Cool. Well, while others are desecrating corpses, I'm going to see if I can figure out the engineering of uh, setting up a pulley with my rope to, to try to do an inverse simple machine to pull up the grate. Um. Okay. So. Uh, well. Okay. I don't know if I'm smart so, enough for that. I uh, no, I mean because this is an OSR game. If you're smart enough for that, then your character is smart enough for that. I'm not smart enough for that. <laughs> uh, your idea. Uh, <laughs> you, know, you, you, you can pretend like your character has the skills that you're smart enough to think of the idea. That's right. So, <laughs> right. So, uh, so how? Um, my question to you is, uh, uh, how much rope do you have? I have thirty feet. All right, that's Which actually seems about enough. If that's you, like, actually not it over bad. and kind of like yeah, that's wow, that's actually pretty good. Um, so uh, uh, let's see, let's see. Um, the first thing you're going gonna want to do, because again, the uh, did you say that you were short? Are you the short one? No, that's uh, Richard. No, no I'm yep. pretty. I'm pretty well. I have a good strength, so I'm picturing him kind of stocky. You have a pretty good strength. Okay. Yeah. So, well, still not stocky because he's gaunt, but maybe tall. What, what I'm gonna say is, is that you jump up and you essentially kind of do a pull up, right? So that you can put your head through the grill, and you can kind of look around, and you're able to see in the distance the uh, fucking goddamn tower. <laughs> this is right over there. <laughs> right. Fuck. <laughs> Go. Um, <laughs> Uh, but you're also able to see all of these, um, all of these, uh, trees kind of like around you now, a, based on like how you, like the, the way that the iron feels in your hands, you're like, fuck, uh, this thing is heavy. This thing's like real, real shit heavy. And it's going to be like, um, this idea that you have could work, but, um, it's going to take some doing. The, there is not a branch over you, like directly over you, that is long enough or strong enough to to manage this weight. Because as I've described, these these trees are kind of you know limp. These are kind of these like limp swamp trees. But you know maybe you could try and uh, get around like one, like one of the ones like closer to the trunk. Does that make sense? Like the closer it is to the trunk, the more weight you'd be able to bear. Richard, I feel like you're about to say something. That's well, up. I was going to say, how close are the trees themselves to the edge? You see, and that's the thing, is the trees are actually very close to the edge themselves. Like, so, like I mean, you know. So I was thinking, like, try you could, you could if it had, like, you know, a knot on the end of the rope, like one of those double back thick something, something that could, has some weight to it, right? If you threw it, like, parallel to the ground, it could wrap around the tree and come back into the, the grate, and you could grab... If you could get both sides of that, one of them tied to the to the grate, you could then just like pull, and it should at least slide the grate along the ground so we could get out on the other side. 
it won't lift the grate, but it will slide the grate if we have if we all work well, together. The, the grate. I will. I will point out that the grate is recessed in. Oh, okay. So well, the, then the we would have to go like a there. You're right. Yeah, You'd have to go a, to the first branch yeah. to at least lift it enough that it could be dragged off. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't or, know or, it was recessed. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm, well, yeah, sorry. I'm, you, no, by, yeah. by you discussing sorry. this, you shouldn't by discussing this, we are we are getting more details of right. the setting. Yeah, I mean, it's a simple machine. It's really the only way I can see out. So, um. I'm I'm going to point out that like at this point, like dawn is is approaching, and uh, you guys are fucking tired as fuck. Are you guys going to just continue pushing through, or are you going to um, uh, 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 take a rest? I would, I would pref- say. Go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say if we are going to rest, like this seems like the perfect place. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well. Except for the fact that if the water level rises, we are in a bucket. So, you know, that that would be, to me, the downside of sleeping yeah, in does, this bucket. Does swamp is, have tides? Or, or those giant creatures moving the water up and, <laughs> you know. Uh, but I don't think it should have tides, but I, I have no idea. It could be in a brackish swamp. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think we should rest. It's right. going to take some strength. What we're going to do. All right. I'm in. For, look at. I'm in for looking at the third corpse. Is what I'm in for. <laughs> okay. Okay. So you're going to you're going to loot the third corpse. Is what I'm hearing. Well, before resting, yeah. you got to make sure you're, you there isn't like some sort of carrying beast inside of it. You know. Chest burster. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-mm-mm-mm. <laughs> All right. All right. Um. The third, the third corpse is actually a um, a skeleton. It's like it's completely skeletal, and the only like fabric on it is just kind of like these little like wisps of cloth. And uh, you, you you find uh, inside one of the pockets a piece of parchment that um, uh, has has it, it is incredibly hardy, and like written on it in like this beautiful hand hand script is a recipe to make a um, bakery confection. This this brings me, like, I'm instantly thrown back to my days where I was beaten below the baker's table <laughs> in, in, my, in my original home before I ran away into the slums. It, there, you can see in, in my eyes this, like, twitch of, like, it just, the cruelty just kind of intensifies. I take cruelty this. Cruelty intensifying cruelty and <laughs> I was trying to get, go for PTSD without being like <laughs> um, you donate and immediately you want to pound ass <laughs> well that's that's what happened is like the smell of baked goods makes me yeah you know flashback to when I was being beaten I like at that. a bakery did you roll that is that part yes of the absolutely that oh is God. one of my it's one of my character traits I didn't just oh, make sorry. that up oh, it's God. So weird how good these things work together so I have a recipe a, a recipe for baked goods yeah yeah yeah, specifically scones. 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 You have a scone recipe now. <laughs> that is useful. I'm, I'm adding this to the note. Uh, he approaches the third corpse and finds a recipe to make a bakery confection. This infuriates him. <laughs> <laughs> it is in my notebook. <laughs> so, um, all right. Uh, okay, so now do we want to try and get this machine that... Um, 
that Brenta has devised to work. How is it that you think you're going to be able to get the um, cause, because because Godvin has has suggested lashing a uh, something with some weight to it to the um, rope to help give it some momentum uh, you could use to create your pulley. What do you the the three of you have you can use for that? Well, we do have a rotting human head. We could easily use that if Nully has anything more valuable, more uh, uh, heavy, <laughs> with more more density to it. Yes, I mean, I, I'm not going to say w- how heavy that bag of <laughs> coin oh, I have. The bag but of gold. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> yeah, the bag of gold would actually be pretty good. That would work really well, actually. But uh, yeah, for this we're, that, that's like plan three if <laughs> i would much rather use a human head <laughs> mm. well, you know i don't think there's any hesitation on, on Brenta's part because the soul doesn't exist after death so how, how big uh, did you say the gaps were between the metal grating because you said it's crosshatch so it's right, like yeah they're about uh about a foot about a foot wide. Okay. You f- so so you can so like you know you can pull yourself up and you can stick your head through, look around. But um, I think maybe uh, Brinta because Brinta uh, described himself as being like emaciated, like might have the potential to just worm his way out. Um, but then I that that would call for a roll. I mean, here's the thing: the building of the pulley or worming your way out is going to call for a roll. So. Uh, uh, attempting to form like a human, uh, like a stack of humans and push the thing up is going to call for a roll. So, um, yeah, so go ahead. Talk about so, yourselves. So table talk, I can help with that because I have speaker of truths. So twice per day, use your wisdom, knowledge, advice, and inner calm to bring clarity to a creature of your choice. In this case, Brenta, the DR of the next test they undertake is lowered by four. Yeah, that's good. Nice. So if we want to try that, I'm basically like valuing these as like gold. If we want to try that and we want to like, you know, lube you up and <laughs> shove you through, I'm down because lowering a DR by four is like, that's jumbo. Yes. So and I might just be it, contortioning okay. myself in a way. I have a pretty good agility. Um, I'm assuming that's what it would be. Yeah, that'd be agility. Uh, I also have a decent strength. Uh, so, I mean, I think either either the pulley system... Which might be a, I don't know, a strength. I'm not sure. Uh, I would. Or well, agility. the problem is you're going to have to lift this grate after you get out of it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, right. So you're still going to have to basically make the pulley. It's just going to be a heck of a lot easier than throwing the rope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? that's true. But yeah. it's still going to require a feat of strength of maybe all of us pulling on the rope to lift it. So you're likely to get injured if you don't get through that grate the first time. <laughs> so I would say we should try the rope because we not likely to lose the rope as long as we're all holding on to it <laughs> to try and, you know, get it back, you know? Yeah. And then if that doesn't work, I'll try the climbing through the grate. Yes. Okay, cool. So, uh, you're going to go ahead and well, so I still haven't heard, like, what are you planning on, uh, tying to the other end of the, of the rope? Uh, um, pull the maggots and 
brains out of the head. Oh, so you <laughs> shove the rope in. Okay. Tie it really strong. Brenda, you know, Brenda, keep on calling Brenda. Brenda doesn't really care because the soul is gone and dead. Sure. This is just an object. Yeah. Right. Um, so the goal is to toss it out and then try to do what with it? That's, that's the only thing. So it, it should go over the branch and then fall back down. And then we can slide the rope down the branch. And that way it can be a little more, <laughs> the branch won't break. And then we can use, we can tie the one end of it to the grate and pull on the rope and lift the grate. I see now. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. So, you know, I was thinking about it while we were discussing the plan. And uh, we're, get, we're getting to one of those GMing problems where I'm like, well, I'm going to make that a test. But there's really no penalty for failure as long as you don't roll a one. So eventually you're going to make it, right? And whatever I set the difficulty class at, like say I set the difficulty class at 20 and then the critical failure is one, then it's like almost like a dice off to see like if you roll a one before you roll 20, that's the only thing you're like really testing for because you're going to eventually get it. You're going to get it, right? So what I'm just going to say is because you've been clever about this and OSR rewards cleverness, uh, we're just going to move along to you guys having built the pulley. You know, and uh, I think that um, I think that you guys just want to describe building the pulley and then, uh, uh, you know, lifting it up. Like, just go ahead. Just go ahead. And tell me what that looks like. Who wants to do it? Who wants to describe it? Uh, not me. Not my brilliant idea. I, I <laughs> yeah, fucking yeah, I, love it. But I think I, I think I think Chris should. I think yeah. Chris, you should yeah. tell us what it looks 100%. like because it was it was your idea. Yeah. 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 And yeah, use our characters. So if you need my, to, my hero academia is coming in from the other room, so I might shut the door here. But before I do, um, the okay. So the the skull weight has been assembled, and at that point, um, Brenta pulls himself up and he is way stronger than he appears um, and it, it, it's probably more endurance than raw strength but he's able to pull himself up uh, tosses the skull it actually takes several tries for it to come down in the right way um, and I think on the first try when lifting up the grate the branch snaps so he has to do it all over again on another branch and the whole process takes a couple of hours to finally get it but once he does the grate is open enough for everybody to crawl through, but there isn't a lot of space. So basically everybody needs to crawl over Brenta and then kind of help him out. I think there should be some of some sort of a, a loss though. I think like, you know, the whole thing is like he has to get out, but loses his rope. Oh yeah. The rope is to- toast yeah. after this because, because my, my thought is, is that uh, you could probably actually make it so that like when you pull it up, Somebody would be like holding you from below, and you could tie it, so it would just be it would, at that point it wouldn't be a pulley, just be a loop, and then all three of you could climb out. But uh, by the time you've done that, the rope is like frayed, and it's cut in certain spots, and it's like sodden, and it's it's blown out, and you're just like, well, that rope's fucked. You're done. So, um, at this point, uh, like we can uh say very easily that you um uh you have escaped the trap nice work nice work guys good thinking uh, i like it and good teamwork and um the, your characters can return to the tower safely to resume exploring the tower <laughs> <laughs>